This is our third session and our last session on verses 8 and 9 of Philippians 4. Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. Think about these things. What you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, practice these things. So you have Paul calling the church to think about things and to practice things. Practice these things, and the God of peace will be with you. And last time we pointed out that in the previous section, the peace of God, these verses just preceding 8 and 9, the peace of God that surpasses all thinking, the capacities of human rationality to produce this kind of miracle in our hearts, that peace of God guards your hearts and minds. So you have a reference to mind and understanding here, a reference to mind and understanding here, in such a way that when we turn to this next section, thinking is affected by that peace. And so is practice affected by that peace. And he ends on the God of peace will be with you. So this is a a unit that is tied together by the peace of God. There is a kind of thinking that accords with the peace of God and a kind of practice that accords with the peace of God. And if we think and we practice in step with the peace of God reigning in our hearts, then the God of peace will be with us and we will enjoy his fellowship. So, Father, as we focus now on this verse 9, I pray that you will show us uh, how we can grasp, learn, receive, hear, see, and then practice the example of the Apostle Paul. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. So not only is the mind not made passive by the will of God, or the peace of God, I mean, but neither is the body and the will. We practice things. So verse 9 is getting at the practice, and that's what we're turning to now. Verse 9. What do we practice? Before I turn to the what do we practice, namely things you have learned, received, heard and seen. Let me just point out something else, lest it seem strange, namely that the God of peace being with us is made conditional upon our uh, practicing these things. Compare these words from Jesus in John fourteen twenty one: Whoever has my commandments and keeps them, he it is who loves me. And He who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I will love him and manifest myself to him. So there is a kind of presence of Christ or a self-manifestation of Christ that follows from our walking in obedience to Christ. And I think here is the same. Practice these things and you will enjoy the presence of the God of peace. If your life becomes totally out of sync, with the 
peace of God that passes all understanding. And this peace has no power in you, no reality in you. You will be showing that you aren't his. And the God of peace will not be a part of those whose thinking and whose practicing shows that they don't belong to him. Now, we turn to what are the things we're supposed to practice? And he answers with four words, four verbs. What we've learned, what we've received, what the Philippians had heard, what they had seen in Paul. Now, what, what effect do those four verbs taken together have on us when we just think about them in general? The effect they have is to show that it is not we who originate the things that we practice or the things that we think. We learned them from someone else. We received them from someone else. We heard them from someone else. We saw them in someone else. Do you see the impact? In other words, Christianity is not a life that we make up. We create, we invent. Creativity is rooted in objective reality outside of ourselves. And all the basic things that we are to practice are things we learn from another, receive from another, heard from another, and seen from another. That's the main thing that those four verbs communicate. We are a dependent people on God's revelation through the apostles, in this case, the apostle Paul. So let's take them let's take them one at a time. Learn what you have learned. Practice that. And I think what I want to stress is that in in all of these the apostle Paul is not originating his ideas either or his practices or his thoughts. You can see that here in Philippians 4 where Paul says not that I am speaking of being in need, for I have learned in whatever situation I am to be content. I know how to be brought low, and I know how to abound in any and every circumstance. I've learned, same word, I've learned the secret of facing plenty and hunger, abundance and need. I can do all things through him who strengthens me. So Paul himself is a learner from the Lord Jesus Christ, and he is now sharing with us some of his secret of how he came to walk in such contentment and, and peace. So he says, anything that you have learned from me, practice these things. Received. This is a unique word in that it uh, generally relates to receiving uh, something that you receive from another and you're handing down from person to person. So Paul received, and now you are receiving through him. And you can see that in, in 1 Corinthians 15, where Paul says, Now I would remind you, brothers, of the gospel which I preached to you, which you received, in which you stand, by which you are being saved, if you hold fast to the word preached to you, unless you believed in vain. For I delivered to you of first importance what I also received. That's the connection I want you to see there. So Paul is passing along to us to be received what he also received. And he says in Galatians here, I would have you know, brothers, that the gospel that was preached by me 
is not man's gospel, for I did not receive it from any man. So Paul is saying, yes, I did receive it. I'm not the originator of anything that I teach. I received it, and I was taught it, but I received it through the revelation of Jesus Christ. So learned is the broad general term. Anything you have learned from me received is more specifically those things that I have passed along to you from others, and you can now embrace them and practice them. And now what does heard and seen add to learned and received? Wouldn't learned and received been enough? And it seems to me that what it adds, what heard and, re- and seen adds is personal, like personal immediacy. In other words, they hadn't just learned and received things from Paul. They had actually heard his voice. He had been there. They had seen his life. You can see this back in Philippians 1. For it has been granted to you that for the sake of Christ, you should not only believe in him, but also suffer for his sake, engaged in the same conflict that you saw. You saw that I had, and now hear that I still have. So it matters to Paul that they actually have heard him and seen him if he's going to call upon them to practice what he has taught them. And we know from earlier in uh, Philippians 3.17, he has already told them to imitate him. Brothers, join in imitating me. So that's what he's doing now again in 4.9. Join in imitating me and keep your eyes on those who walk according to the example that you have in us, for many of whom I have often told you and now tell you with even with tears, walk as enemies of the cross of Christ. Their end is destruction, their God is their belly, and they glory in their shame with mindset on earthly things. The reason I read all of that, even though I'm highlighting this idea of Paul calling us to imitate him, as he is in 4.9, is that in the very context of imitating Paul, he's referring to those who have a mind that are set on earthly things, which makes me wonder whether in Paul's um, way of thinking, he also, when he says, practice these things that you have heard and seen in me, he means I don't have a heart and a mind that is set on earthly things. I don't set my mind on earthly things. This is the kind of thing I set my mind on, and I have now passed on to you many things that you've learned, you've received, you've heard, and you've seen, and you are to imitate in me. Therefore, we conclude, shape shape your thinking according to kinds of mental content that accord with the peace of God and shape your practice by Paul's teaching and example. Enjoy the peace that passes all understanding that Paul himself enjoyed. And from that peace, let all kinds of loving, free, risk-taking, beautiful behaviors flow.